to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. Today we're going to continue our series on underrated actors under the age of 70. And this is part two. 75. Thank you, May. This is part two. So we're going to culminate with one through five. I definitely recommend you check out the previous episode, which came out last Wednesday. We're not going to have any spoilers as to who we mentioned in that one. We're just going to get right to it. And we're each going to give our... Five, four, three, two, one. So far, there hasn't been any overlap, unlike in our overrated actors episode where we had some overlap. I do not know May's list. She does not know mine, and that's part of the excitement. So, May, who is your numero cinco? Well, I was chuckling so hard last time when you said Lee Shriver was your number six, because my number five is Naomi Watts. All right. What is your argument for her being underrated? Well, you know, she came out with a bang in David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. She was so good in that scene where she was in the audition. And there's just so much sexual tension in that scene. But there's also a lot of sexual tension in the entire movie, actually. So she was very good in that. And she was also good in The Painted Veil. Mm -hmm. She was so-so in Funny Games. Um, she got nominated for an Oscar Best Actress in 21 Grams. And she was also nominated in 2012 for The Impossible with Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, it's been all downhill from there, I think, really, because she's mainly just doing television. She does Netflix TV shows like The Watchers, where she plays the wife. Why, do you, think, why do you think her career has gone downhill? I don't know. I think maybe it's because of her age. Perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, but I do think she is underrated. And uh, she's an excellent actress altogether. I'd like to see her keep doing movies, you know. Okay. Um, not just Nicole Kidman, her best friend. But I'd like to see her keep getting the lead roles. So there's my number five. I think Naomi Watts was ethereal. When she was younger, she was quite beautiful and she aged very well. She's one of those women that even around 40, 41, because now she's in her 50s, she looked quite striking. She she has that kind of look, as you know, that I like, May, the pale, skinny waif, maybe a little too short for my taste. I think she is a good actress. I do agree that she's a good actress. Yes. My thing is, if you're comparing her to, to the other Aussie titans like Blanchett and Kidman, is she up there with those two? I believe she could be, really, especially with movies like Mulholland Drive and 21 Grams. She was so good in those two movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, but she's really been typecast as the wife, the tortured wife. And, and I just don't like that. I think she needs to break out of that and get into some other types of roles of, you know, a little more versatility for her. And she can push herself, I think, 
and show some more range, maybe, yeah, maybe she's well, up there with those Aussie Titans, yeah. I, you know, she's had 25 years to prove it. And I think compared to those other two, she comes off a little more delicate. I think some of it is just her features and her body habitus that she comes off a little more delicate, whereas Blanchett and Kidman come off, they, they can do more range and they don't come off as wayfish delicate and i think maybe that's watts's problem is that mm -hmm. her look is that she's so dainty that yeah. I think maybe that hurts against her her casting perhaps perhaps but she is considered like the blonde kidman so and i think she's considered, redhead kidman is always going to be that way so i i think she's considered kidman's younger sister yeah, that that's by about one year maybe well i mean in terms of talent like she's always going to be a close <laughs> oh, okay. in blanchett i mean look at blanchett okay. this year she's going to get a nomination and probably even win so i mean look i think watts is great i just don't know i think i think she's i don't think she's underrated i think she's properly rated i think she's well respected in hollywood but i think she is where she is because she does have some limitations in her acting either way no, I think she's underrated. Okay. I think she is. Yeah. No, that's fine. My number five is Oscar Isaac. Oscar is Isaac yeah. is well-known. Uh, he is one of the few actors that comes from Central America. He is a Central American. He's like half extraction, but I think he's got a Guatemalan mother and a Cuban mm -hmm. father. And uh, just a great career, a lot of range. He's probably most famous for doing the Star Wars movies where he plays Poe Dameron. But he does a lot of like more uh, like lighter work or like more subtle work. He was in the Coen Brothers movie Inside Oscar Isaac. He was in Ex Machina where he plays the kooky scientist. I think he was in the uh, with um, our girl, your, your belief of the best American actress under the age of 50, Jessica Chastain. They did scenes from a marriage. I think he just, he's a good actor who can do a decent amount of range. He can sing as well. And I just think like people regard him as a good actor, but I think he's a better actor than people give him credit for. Well, let me correct you on Jessica Chastain. I do not think he's the best actress under 50. American actress. American actress, right. You I think agree that it's Amy Natalie Portman is my girl on that. Okay, so. well, I think... But as far as Oscar Isaac, yeah, he's done, I think he's properly rated because he keeps getting all these different roles. Mm -hmm. And uh, wasn't he in Amsterdam or something? A flop? Yeah, you Amsterdam. know what? I watched 20 minutes of Amsterdam and I was out. I do not think he was in Amsterdam. Okay, well, he was in some movie, kind of like... Uh, Last year he was in Babylon or something, but... A Margot Robbie movie, perhaps. But I, I do believe, yeah, he was in uh, the Star Wars trilogy, mm -hmm. wasn't he? Yes. And I, he was very underwhelming in that role. So. I agree. Originally, <laughs> so I think, originally, that was his his character, Poe Dameron, was supposed to be Finn. They were supposed to be one character, but Abrams in the songwriter and the screenwriters thought it'd be better to separate them into two characters. So I think he's fine. You know, he's charismatic as the impetuous pilot, Poe Dameron. Uh, it's not his best work, but certainly he was smart to do it because it gave him more fame than he had before. You know, he was kind of just the indie kind of guy before that. But he does have range, and I just, I think he's a good actor. 
I think he's an okay actor, but I don't think he's underrated because I think he's getting all the the, the, the plum rolls in Hollywood right now. So how could you say he's underrated, Gregory? I mean, he's well, I getting think, roles. I don't think he's getting plum rolls. If you look, yeah, he is. what has he gotten recently? Seems well, you know, I, I was just thinking more towards Star Wars, but you know, maybe that's over. That's over. But yeah, That's I know. But I think even recently, though, I, I'd have to look up his filmography and see well, what's coming for him. But he doesn't you know. have any Academy Awards. Uh, okay, I, I see where you're going with that. I think I he's think. better than. I don't know. He's either properly rated or, to me, a little underrated. And he does okay. have range. He can do action movies, and he can do the more cerebral movies like Ex Machina. He can do the intimate movies like Scenes from a Marriage. He can do action movies like the Star Wars movies. I don't know. That's right. All right. Who's your number yeah, four? Yeah, true, true. Okay, my number four is Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, all right. And I think he's underrated because he really is just doing supporting roles now. Um, yeah. He's hardly in any leading man roles, even though I do think he's a leading man. Um, his first role was in Apocalypse Now, which he was terrific in. It just tells you how old he is, that he was in Apocalypse. <laughs> he was very young in Apocalypse. Yeah. You know? And then now, I mean, his, his major Shakespearean role was Othello. Yeah. Um, and he also got one Oscar nomination for What's Love Got to Do With It. He's and amazing in that. He is amazing in that. You're right. He is. And he keeps working hard. That's what I like about this guy. He's been in... Uh, Aquila and the Bee. He's yeah. been in Mission Impossible 3. He's been in all the John Wick films. He's been in all the Matrix films. Okay, but just um, in a bunch of movies doesn't mean he's he's talented. Why do you think he's... Oh, no, but he is very talented, though. I but mean, especially... I've read his bio where he was also a stage actor. He has two Tony Awards. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. You know, he was in Clint Eastwood's Mystic River back in 2003, mm -hmm. which kind of reminds me of uh, Gone Baby Gone, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. And then also he plays Perry White in the DCU movies with uh, Superman and Batman, which is not too great of a role for him. But otherwise, I really think he's, he's severely underrated, actually. <laughs> Well, I hope he some kind of honorary Oscar someday. The thing is, like when you, when people when you say Lawrence Fishburne, I think most people who know anything about movies will automatically think of what love what's what's love got to do with it, and probably then The Matrix, right? I think right. when he dies, people are gonna think, oh, Morpheus died, and it's the kind Morpheus. of sad because he's he's good as Morpheus, but doesn't show his 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 potential and talent, and I think his best role is what's love got to do with it. And that movie was 30 years ago. I know, I know. And I, I don't know if he still does stage acting, but he he was incredible on stage. Um, but just that one Oscar nomination over 30 years ago, practically. So, yeah, yeah he I, he's definitely underrated. People know him from television, too. They know him from that TV show called Blackish. So, but that no. kind of tells you where, what's happened to his career. This man was an exceedingly good Shakespearean actor, 
had his peak in the nineties and now he's playing with the grandfather and blackish that kind right. of what's happened to his career. But you know what? I looked up on his IMDb. He has nine upcoming projects and one of them is Megalopolis with oh. Francis. Ford not, who's not in that? <laughs> well, so what, you know, Francis Ford Coppola always, you know, we're going to do a, probably a nepotism show soon. And so he always picks his favorites, and Lawrence Fishburne is one of his favorites. Look, that's not necessarily nepotism there. I'm just busting your balls. I think Fishburne is very talented. I would like to see him doing movies again. He is top-notch, especially in the African-American actors of that generation. To me, he's just right under Denzel, if not as talented as Denzel, because he can do British accent. He can do range. Right. You exactly. He he fits your criteria yeah. of the accidents and all that. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's great. All right. My number four. We're going to go a little back in time here because you said under the age of 75. So, this guy's right. Old. William Defoe. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I agree with you on Defoe that. Defoe has been around forever. The dude is in his 70s. I mean, he was old when I was a kid. The guy's yeah. been around forever. When I think of Defoe, I think of Platoon. To me, that was like one of his breakout roles uh, when he plays the uh, the bad lieutenant and Behringer's the good lieutenant. Or no, it's the other way around. Hold on. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I saw No, I think he's the he's the good lieutenant who dies at the end and Behringer shoots him. But he is just amazing. To live and die in L.A., classic 80s movies, Last Temptation of Christ with Scorsese. Mississippi right. burning, born on the 4th of July. I mean, he was just on peak in the in the 80s and the 90s. Then he slowed down a little. And he, he's one of those guys who was just like, I got to get a role. So he has a lot of work. And a lot of the work is just not good. But then he'll bounce up and down like Spider-Man. Of course, he's great as um, the Green Goblin there. And then he just does a lot of indie movies the last 10, 15 years. He did get an Academy Award nomination, or if not a win, for that one that took place in Florida. Um, oh, what was the name of that movie? The Florida Project. I think okay. he got a nomination, but nobody really saw that. You know, it's a typical Academy Award Oscar bait. But he, I don't think he's won. I think he got nominated for it. I just think he's got a lot of range. He's been around forever. And, um, yeah. I thought he was nominated for Platoon for some reason. I think he was for Platoon, but he's never won. Yeah, he's never won. And he's excellent. He's he's also been in Nymphomaniac oh, <laughs> with Lars von Trier. Yeah, <laughs> isn't isn't your boy Shia in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie, that it's two movies, right? I remember yeah, seeing it. Yeah, two movies. Lars von Trier, man, he is so nihilistic. I cannot watch his movies. Like Melancholy, I like all his movies. Who right. for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's my okay. take on Defoe. Who's your number three? My number three is Guy Pierce. Oh, okay, Guy Pierce. Yeah, he was terrific in his debut movie, Memento, Christopher Nolan. Sure. Yeah. With all his tattoos going in reverse chronology. He was terrific in L.A. Confidential and yes. um, Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Damned, I believe. Uh, uh, the the that's the transgender movie, right? That's yeah, he plays in drag in that film. Yeah, yeah. It's He's also terrific in um, Wallace and Pro Prometheus, which is uh, Ridley Scott's film. Um, 
he's also more recently he was in the rover in 2014 which is the closest he's ever come to getting nominated for something big but he didn't even get the award for that and he's never had an oscar nomination so um but he's also been in the time machine and um also the infernal machine as well so you know he's he's one of those actors where you just wish he would do more but he has a limited filmography actually i think and, yeah, yeah look i i think he is where he is because of of the range of his talent look he's talented enough to get roles the last 25 years i particularly remember him for memento in count of monte cristo which is my favorite novel of all time and he is second in that to Jim Caviezel. He can play a bad guy really good. He can play an intellectual guy, like a cerebral guy, pretty good. He's one of those that guys. Like, everybody knows his face, but they yeah. might not know his name. And I think he's a good actor. Look, I He's mean, great. He's great at playing good and bad. Yeah. And I think he was in the, the most recent Time Machine, the Time Machine. But yeah, he definitely was in The Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. But um, yeah, I do think he he's also played a few uh, uh, romances too in his in his time. I think his issue as a romantic lead is that he just comes off too creepy. He's too intense and creepy. That's just who Guy Pierce has always been, and I just don't think like some of the guys I'm going to talk about in a second who pulled off romantic leads i just i don't think he's cast as that because he's not classically handsome well in la confidential crazy. he was actually pretty good at kissing kim basinger pretty hard i just don't i think he just comes off kind of unctuous and sleazy and i just don't think he comes off like he's not tom hanks earnest he can't pull off earnest and i think maybe that's his his liability in terms of romantic movies but no he's a good actor i'm not gonna yeah, I, th I think he is a good actor, and he was also in the Hurt Locker as well. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he, he, I think he's definitely underrated, which is why he's my number three. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have the Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life we also have the female holistic health apothecary which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel and there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there and then more recently about two years ago i just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because i'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and lastly, we have the Confessions of an Obese Child feed, which I started in January 2017, which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child. I was an overweight child and I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years. So it's a channel, like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood, how to deal with that, how to, how to function with that. And also discusses and I interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood, binge eating, binge drinking, and how to deal with that. And there's a lot of great interviews over there. So those are the three other feeds at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Well, let's get back to the show. Well, who's your number three, Gregory? All right, so I got hmm, Ethan Hawke. Oh my gosh, this guy's 
Yeah. Okay, let me give you my, because I can tell by that response you don't like Hawk. So let me give you my argument for Hawk, okay? You and I grew up on Hawk. Hawk's been around since Dead Poets, right? Explorers with your, your boy Bale. Isn't Bale in Explorers, the kid movie? No, he's not. He's not in that. No, River Phoenix is in that. It's River Phoenix, you're right. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, we grew up with this guy. You remember the, the reality Reality Four yeah. series, Gattaca. He falls in love with Uma Thurman. You know, I love Gattaca, by the way. There you go. So he's been around. And I think here's my argument. He has some range. He, especially when he was younger. I mean, what woman was not in love with him when he was in Reality Bites? In Reality Bites, I, when, when, he, when he was Troy Dyer... Like, I remember watching that, and that movie was filmed in Houston, and I'm from Houston. And, and I think everyone who watched that was like, Troy is has got the smoldering sex appeal, but he's de deep down kind of a, a nihilistic, misogynistic loser in that Winona Ryder's character should end up with Ben Stiller, who's a better guy, nicer guy, has got more job security. But like a lot of times, women choose the bad guy. But he is just sexy in that movie. And I think in the before, especially before Sunrise, and then Gattaca, he was a handsome, sexy, he could pull off the sexy, he could pull off the rom-com and so forth. And then as he got older, he was always kind of short. And then he got a little too gaunt. You know, he was he had the long hair. He was handsome in his 90s. Then in his later iterations, when he's doing all the horror movies and boyhood and all that, he gets a little too gaunt. And I think that hurts him a little and then most of his last 10, 15 years, he's just doing way too much horror movies where he's doing like The Purge. I mean, I have an episode on the Blumhouse model of movie making where, you know, makes a lot of money, but these movies are not critically acclaimed. Right. Sinister, Sinister 2. He did do a very good movie that if you have not seen recently, First Reformed with my girl Amanda Seyfried, that movie's amazing. Mm -hmm. He plays a minister grappling with being a minister it came out a couple of years ago it's very good but in the last 10 15 years he does more of the indie movies he does movies with uh kind of like the, the the auteurs he did have a cameo in glass onion i don't know if you recognize did he was oh the, yes if the the the, the uh, COVID, he, was, he was inoculating all of them exactly the exactly vaccine, yeah uh, he was in Northman with your boy Skarsgård. He plays the king in that. He's all right in that. I, all right, so what's your take? Why don't you like him? I've just never really liked him that much. I mean, even though he got the, the Oscar for Training Day, um, I just thought, okay, wow, that'll be his only Oscar probably for the rest of his life. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't think he's very versatile. I don't I think, think he won it, though. I think he was nominated for it. He didn't win. No, he won it, I think. No, I don't think he won. Denzel definitely won the best actor. No, yeah, maybe he only was nominated. He was nominated. But yeah. no, he, I, I thought that he won, but whatever. I, I just don't think, you know, he had more range when he was doing like the, the dramatic romances with Uma, his wife, his ex-wife. Um, and I don't know. I just, I liked him better when he was in dead poet society when he was a little little young teenager but i have you seen any of the before trilogy movies 
Oh yeah, no, not really. I haven't seen. Okay, well, that's, I, I in all in all respect, I don't think you can have an opinion on Ethan Hawke when those are his three iconic movies. He wrote those with Julie Delpy and Richard Linkletter. They did those every nine years, so it's before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, and they're just great glimpses into a relationship. It, it's the same character, you know. You remember Before Sunrise? That came out in college. They meet in I Europe. I think I did see parts of the, the third one. Yeah. Okay, so Sunset, they meet nine years later. And then Before Midnight came out about... Actually, now it's like nine years. They got to do the next one if they're going to continue it. But <laughs> he's amazing yeah. in that. And he, he, he wrote that. So you got to give him credit for that talent. Yeah, I know he's an author. He's an author. Well, not not but yeah, but the, as a screenwriter, he's amazing. He the Before series is a masterpiece in screenwriting. Those three movies. Well, I think that could be debated, of course. I, you know, and why are you bringing in the screenplay writing when you? really are also looking at him more for his acting I think. that is true that is true but i think yeah. he's a great actor i think he's he's a he's a good actor i think he's up there and i yeah. think he's, look he's got two acting nominations boyhood and with training day and he's got the nominations for the the, the before series but i think overall he's a, he's considered a well-respected actor i just wish he would do less horror movies but i you know i get why he does it keeps him kind of in the know but he's just great He's just a cerebral actor. He's a good cerebral actor. But, all right. Who is your number two? Uh, my number two is Claire Danes. All right. Go ahead. And um, you can hear by my tone. Uh, I'm going to have a retort. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, she hasn't been in film for so long because of Homeland. With its 96 Okay. But to, but to be fair, Homeland ended like yeah. 10 years ago. Okay, but anyway, she's still not doing much of any movies, really. Um, she was great in Little Women. She was great in Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I thought she made a beautiful Juliet. Um, she was in Les Miserables as Cosette. Uh, she was in The Mod Squad, um, The Hours. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, she she's really hasn't done the whole lot. But you know, the one role that she really excelled in happened to be a television movie on HBO, and that was called Temple Grandin. Yeah, she's good in that. She's good. Yeah, she's great in that. Mm-hmm. And I think she probably deserved her her Golden Globe for that. But she, you know, she'll never get an Oscar because she's never in any movies hardly anymore. Mm-hmm. So why why do you think she's never in movies? Because she's not that talented. Claire Danes is way overrated. No, way she's not overrated. overrated. She played a a bipolar um, agent on Homeland for the longest time. No, you she's know? good in Homeland. She was good in Homeland. But if we if we look at her her just her film work, and even if you want to throw in Homeland, Homeland, she's an intense. Uh, what is she? She's a uh, Borderline or bipolar? I forget what she suffers in that. Yeah, she's bipolar. Bipolar, yeah. She, yeah. she played that role well. That, don't get me wrong. And that that show probably went on three seasons too long. Okay. She's good in that. She's. I remember. You remember from my so-called life. That show was really big when we were. In yeah. She was the ingenue. She did. You know, the original Little Woman. Susan's ran in, and you know she. she yeah, yeah, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. She's all right. 
She's all right. Yeah, I and, think she's great in it. Yeah, great in it. Yeah, Mod Squad tanked. I know it tanked, and you know what? That was when her star was about to rise, but it didn't because of tanked. So. I, I, look, okay. Here's the argument. She's she's raising kids, so I think that explains why her IMDb is pretty sparse. After like I don't know 2007, I do remember her in Stardust. Mm-hmm. And you look after that, like you said, Temple Grandin. She gets a lot of praise for that. And then aside from doing Homeland, um, she's not doing much work. Now she's in Fleshman is in trouble with your boy Jesse Eisenberg. It's a very popular. Oh my gosh! Why show. are you calling me my boy? She plays a very good, uh, <laughs> high-strung ex-wife who's a complete, you know what? So, I just think she's not playing much of a different role in that show than she played on Homeland. She's good at just being the skinny, neurotic, mean waif. That's who she's but been. She's like. not. She's not a mean person. Because you're thinking of her 90s. You're thinking my so-called life, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Little women. Yeah, okay, that was 20 years ago. Well, so what? She's still underrated. She still needs to be kicking herself as far as, you know, getting into some Oscar-nominated movies, you know. Good luck on that because no good director is going to want her because she's not that talented. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Just look, look. There's a reason why she's been on TV for all these years, and now she's in TV again with Fleshman is in Trouble. She's a television actress. Okay? No, she's she Homeland. This. She was in Les Mis. She was in the um, right. So once she, when she outgrew the ingenue role, and she became an adult, she her roles went away. Well, so she's tough. She's a tough girl, and she can play a tough woman. On, on the big silver screen. Right. In which she'll never get major roles again. Okay, we got uh, to. We'll see. <laughs> okay, I want to hear your number two. My number two, so you can crap on it if you want, is Hugh Grant. Oh my God. Right, here's my argument for Hugh Grant. Okay. We know him from the 90s when, you know, we used to, I used to make fun of him like, here's my Hugh Grant impersonation. Because if you look at four weddings, you look at all his rom-coms from the 90s. He's like the stuttering, cute, quirky British guy. Notting Hill. Uh, 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 yes. That was his, his shtick, right? And he definitely milked those roles in doing all those rom-coms. He was a handsome man. And look, he's great in the Bridget Jones movies. Especially in the first one. He's great in that. I think he is a great comedic actor. If you watch like music and lyrics with Drew Barrymore, yes, that's a great notice. Movie. He's great mm-hmm. at Love Actually. He's iconic as the Prime Minister. I mean, you look twenty years ago. This is peak peak Hugh Grant. He's great. He okay. did do, he did do the period movies. He was in Sense and Sensibility. I remember seeing that in the theaters. He was in Four Weddings and a Funeral, Remains of the Day, which is one of our favorite movies. He's in that. He did a lot of the indie movies. So we know he's a period piece guy. He can do that. He can do the comedy. But the reason I respect him is that like the last 10 years, he's not using his looks as much because he doesn't have the good looks anymore. But if you've seen him like in The Gentleman, which is a great movie with McConaughey, and it's got um, What's Her Face from Downton Abbey. I can't remember her name. He's great in that. He's great in The Undoing, the HBO 
Yeah, so these are all TV. Kidman, what he did with Kidman. TV shows. Right. Okay. That's one. He does The Undoing, which is HBO Prestige with Kidman. So you can't knock him. That's not Claire Danes level television. What He's a doing a, a mini series. It was only six episodes with Nicole Kidman. Okay. So if you're going to knock him for that, then you're going to okay. knock Nicole Kidman because she does prestige television all the time. Well, so I'm going to knock you for, for what, just having watched The Glass Onion and choosing both him because he had a short cameo. Well, he just opens the door. There. He has no. He's so you just watched The Glass Onion and thought, okay, well, here are some two underrated actors right there. <laughs> I don't. I don't even count Hugh Grant in, in Glass Onion because he just opens the door. Over, uh, <laughs> well, he's gonna be in more because he's been Wah Blanc's uh, lover. Okay, well, we'll see. No, he's amazing right. in in uh, the gentleman. He's very good in that. I recommend okay. you see it if you have. All right, it. well, and he's doing not... more character work now. He's doing a lot okay. more character work. So right. he, can do it he can do it. We, all. Go ahead. You're probably not going to agree with my number one pick, Richard Gere, because he's gone. He's had such an illustrious career, such a oh. long career. He started out as a sex symbol sure. and looking for Mister Goodbar which is a horrendous film at the end, and I'm not going to give it away. Um, he's great in American Gigolo and Breathless. Yeah. He's typecast a lot as being this, you know, sexy guy. But he can also play good and bad. He's been bad in internal affairs. He's been good in Pretty Women, uh, good in Officer and Gentleman. He right. was also good in Chicago, yeah. Uh, Runaway Bride, Knights of Rodanthe, um, also in Unfaithful, both with Diane Lane, Autumn in New York, he was with Winona Ryder, so he can play that romantic lead as well, but he can also do action, he plays an American attorney in Red Corner in China, he's, he's accused of murder, and needs uh, defense from a woman, Chinese woman. He's been Lancelot in First Night. Yeah. He's been with uh, Goldie, or not Goldie, but um, Goldie, what's her name? It's Summersby. Jodie Foster right, in right. Summersby. Uh, he plays a bipolar patient in Mr. Jones and falls in love with Lena Olin. He's been in the Cotton Club, King sure. David. Yeah. The Mothman Prophecies. I'm not there. Three Christs. More recently, he plays a doctor, a psychiatrist who who um. Yeah, we got five minutes. More. We don't need the filmography. And uh, maybe I do. And so on and so on. And Rhapsody in August in 1980. Okay, we got five minutes. Okay, he's had a lot of okay, movies. But anyways, so I think he's, he's, he's got so such range, such talent. He's doing indie films now. He's great, and he's never been nominated for an Oscar, and I just hope one day he will be. There I go. I agree that his early career is very good. And am I surprised that he's never been nominated? I am a little surprised <laughs> because, yeah, I remember as a kid, American Gigolo, big movie, Officer and a Gentleman. That is an amazing portrayal. He and Lou Gossett Jr. and Deborah Winger. Right. <laughs> I think I think his internal affairs, he's amazing. Pretty woman and, and runaway bride. I mean, he just kind of plays Julia Roberts. Charming guy. I think people were surprised when he did do uh, Chicago and he sings in that. I think he's he's talented. I just think his ding is that 
he he does the I really don't have an identity person early in his career in that he's bland. He's a bland actor. He's he's attractive. When he was younger, he got his looks carried him far. But as a whole, I don't think he has a lot of range. You, you take away Chicago, and he's just more of the good-looking, sexy dude. And as he aged out of that, he ran out of roles. No, but he's still making movies, though. Yeah, but, but okay, are any of them relevant? What was the last relevant movie he did? Um, I would say Three Christ or Norman in 2016. Okay, what are the, the plots of those movies? Well, the three Christ I told you was the about the psych uh, the psychiatrist who treats three schizophrenics who think they're all Jesus Christ. So that was an indie film. I think and it was great for him to get an award. Norman, he's a shyster who, oh. who kind of comes to terms with his, you know. Okay, we got three minutes left. We got three so minutes. So that minutes. those those are some good indie films. Norman is considered very good, actually. I would not be upset if he gets an Academy Award someday. I just think right. he's particularly rated, but I can understand he's never had Academy Award and he's had a very long career. All right, he's my number one one is Colin Farrell. Here's my argument. I'll do it in like <laughs> 40 seconds. Colin Farrell, 20 years he's been around. You remember he blew up in like 2002 into like eight movies in two years. He was action hero. He was opposite Tom Cruise in Minority Report. He's doing every type of movie, sexy, charismatic, everything just great actor and then as he got older and like around age 30 he starts to pivot and now he does a bunch of the character movies like in bruges the lobster you look at banshees of inishiran which he probably will get an oscar nomination he's great in that the movie's all right but i just think that he he still finds this 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 middle road he's also in the gentleman along with uh, uh hugh grant he just still has this this kind of middle road where he can do the mainstream movies like Dumbo and the, the Gentleman, but he can do stuff like The Beguiled, which we love him in The Beguiled. So yes. he can do the character movies. He can do the. He's attractive and sexy. We know that early in his career, and he just can do everything. He can do comedy. He can do. He can do the rom coms. He can do everything. Yeah, he can do the Batman and play Penguin. Yeah. All right, we got a minute and a half, so really fast. You have any other people you want to mention that were honorable mention that you can mention in thirty seconds? Um, well, why don't you go first? Because I need to open up my book. Yeah, uh, probably by then we're out of time, to be honest. Okay, how about Bradley Cooper? I think Cooper is rated. I, I don't okay, think well, whatever. What about think... Jennifer Jason Lee? She's a beautiful woman who never is in film and hardly anymore, but she's, she's not great. In... Okay, she's not in movies anymore because she's old. But look, well, yeah, but she, you know, okay. Here, here are my underrated movies. really fast. Fast Bender, I think, is a little underrated. Yeah. Jake Hall, I think, is a little underrated. He's respected, Ooh. but maybe a little underrated. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, a little bit maybe. I'd say Rachel McAdams is a little underrated in terms of a comedic actress. And those I are think, my uh, Madeline Stowe's underrated. Well, she doesn't do roles anymore because she's old. But yeah, classic Stowe was great and was underrated at the time. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your time. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.